afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Via Tute, our character education podcast. Something a little bit different uh, this time, I suppose. I'm actually back in the UK uh, visiting friends and family, and I've taken the opportunity to speak to Jack Lovett. And Jack is he is a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, a bit of a mentor as well. And more importantly than that, he's an absolute pioneer, and he's at the very forefront of strength and conditioning in the UK. He's got a global um, following for the way that he trains people. He's got people who fight in the UFC working with him, professional footballers in the Premier League, uh, elite level rugby players. The whole range of people want to train, train with Jack and that's because of the way that he treats people. It's because of his knowledge and it's really important um, and really insightful to listen to, to what really he had to say. This is not a strength and conditioning podcast. I think what he talks about can relate to a lot of things. He's an ex-athlete uh, himself. He's a former three-time Britain's natural strongest man. He's been at the world natural strongest man as well. He was Europe's natural strongest man. So he's got an athlete's mindset. He's got a business owner's mindset. But more than that, he's just a good guy who you can learn a lot from. What will come through in this, hopefully from you, is the amount of times he mentions passion and how he talks about talent and how he feels you know, that having passion for something is a lot more important than having talent. So it's a, it'll hopefully come across as a really good listen. Um, you can find him if you want to find out more about Jack. It's spartanperformance.co.uk. He's on Instagram, Jack Lovett, as we are too. So Westlake Podcast on Instagram for us, at Westlake Podcast for Twitter. We've uh, really, I've enjoyed getting the feedback from the last episode. This will probably go out as episode two or three, depending on how things get edited. But please enjoy this one. Give us your feedback, share it, and you're going to get some really, really good advice from someone who's at the top of their game. So sit back, relax, listen and enjoy. This is Via Tute with Jack Lovett. Right, Jack, thank you very much for having uh, having us at your facility. We've, we've brought our podcast on the road a little bit, 12,000 miles from, from where the boys are. But thank you very much for, for um, checking in with us, I suppose. And it's a pleasure to be up here. I can say the same to you. It's <laughs> yeah. you that's checked in with us. Yeah, true, true. It's been you a while. Put the, you put the miles in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're on the road quite a bit at the moment. But it's great to actually sit down with someone who is an expert in their field um obviously a close friend of mine as well but but someone I've, I've taken a lot of mentorship from and and even you know you boys probably listen to this you don't actually know that jack does have a very strong link to westlake in terms of if you go into our strength and conditioning room our weight room you'll see the turf uh you'll see the racks you'll see the prowlers you'll see the sleds sound familiar jack it does a little bit but, uh... <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah, I'm so you've got like that. if you want to see Jack's link to Westlake, click on his website, spartanperformance.co.uk, and we're a little mini version of him. So my time as director of sport uh, is heavily lent on your your experience, Jack. So it's another thank you for that, not just being on the podcast, but for what you've done for our school and you don't even know. Right. So uh, it's fantastic. So thank you. And we're going to dive straight into this. Obviously, there's a lot of schoolboys listening, Jack. Um, what What was school like for you? Um, and do you feel like you were getting your character developed, tested whilst you were at school? I'll probably answer that, you know, in two parts. First off, school really didn't start for me at what would be classed as middle school. Right, okay. So I believe that's like, say, 
nine to fourteen yep. years old. Yep. yep. Before that. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't really count. Right. Okay. But I went to basically a public middle school. Yep. Loved it. Had yep. a great time. Yep. You know, the education was pretty well rounded. Yep. Sport was available to us. But there wasn't anything in terms of building towards the future career or anything. Right, okay. So that was just simply a lot of fun. I found it a good learning environment. Yep. It was a mixed school as well. But there was a lot of sporting opportunities. Right, good. Which I think would potentially have helped pave the way for the future. Yep. But certainly at the time, that wasn't a conscious thing. Right, okay. In looking back, the best way I can describe it was it was a you know, it was a fun learning experience. Yep. But from the ages of 14 onwards, I actually moved schools to an all-boys school. Right, okay. The Royal That's Grammar School. Yep. 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 The Royal Grammar yep. School yep. in Newcastle. Yep. And that was a complete transition. Mm-hmm. That was almost very business-like. So as soon as I got there, what I found out were there were certain individuals, pupils, that were already sitting their GCSEs early. Okay. If they were capable, they were sitting them early. Yep. So it was kind of like going from being a big fish in a small pond yep. to being a very small fish in a very big pond. Big pond, yep. Well, what I loved about the Royal Grammar School, what I found about it, didn't matter where your interest lied, academically or sporting-wise, they would do whatever they could to facilitate that to promote its growth. Yep. So I'm certainly not musical, but if violin was your specialty or your passion, there was an avenue to take that yep. to the best possible level. Yep. Now, whilst yep. it was of no interest to me, yep. I appreciated it. It was the same with the studies as well. It was kind of like excellence was demanded, which I won't lie, I struggled yep. with. Yep. But you know, those were the two parts of the school, especially with the grammar school, that starts to focus you. Yep. It starts to shape you. Yep. Again, yep. at the time, I was just going through school. Yep. So I wasn't necessarily thinking about it. But certainly in hindsight, you yep. can see that whether that's from the work ethic, from the discipline standpoint. Yep. Yep. So school started an hour earlier and I had to take a bus for an hour and a half. So I used to get a bus before yep. 7 a.m. in the morning to get to the school. They had less breaks during the day. School went on until after 4 p.m. There weren't as frequent holidays yep. as public school. Yep. So there was little changes like that. Yep. But... It bred results, yep. whether that was a case of on the sporting field or just as importantly, especially for them, yep. within the classroom yep. itself. Yep. So I've, I've heard criticisms <laughs> of that environment. I personally wouldn't put back. I don't believe I took full advantage of it in hindsight. Yep. I had my time again. I believe I would possibly do things slightly differently. But it was certainly a different sort of atmosphere and an environment. Yep but one that does translate into later life. Fantastic. And probably something we can all take from that, you know, the all boys environment that, that you fellas are in or parents that are listening to this, that you've the, the environment you've put your sons into. I think Jack, I know he's 12,000 miles away, but he's probably a living embodiment of some of the values that we talk about. So it's good to see that they're relatively universal, Jack, I think, in terms of boys' schools and what, it, what it's given see, you. And I don't see why it can't be any other way. Yep. At the end of the day, I'd imagine the principles yep. would be very much the same. Yep. I would imagine that yourselves want the very best for the pupils, for the yep. boys. Yep. So therefore, you want to facilitate that, encourage it in any which yep. way you can. Yep. That's a universal thing in education, surely. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and work ethic, um, it's something you, you, you touched on there, and it's something we probably will, will get into a little bit deeper. So, I mean... As an example, I support we. I'm back home. We we fix this up. We we exchange a few messages. Christmas Day, I think we exchange yeah, a few messages. Boxing Day, and we're here today, 27th, um, getting this done. So that work ethic, and that's obviously been guided by Jack. Um, that work ethic. Were you born with that, Jack? Is it something that you've? I think just... it'd be fairly conceited for me to say that I was born like that. Yep. Because I've got no idea. Yep. And I certainly, you know, had a lovely childhood. Yep. So I don't think I don't feel like I had to work through that childhood. Yep. yep. And again, previously I mentioned with the middle school. Yep. 
So I can't categorically state if it was. Yep. That being said, once I found, the key thing for me was finding a passion, something to direct my energies to. Yep. I can't sit here and tell you that my work ethic was outstanding in every possible regard. Yep. Absolutely not. Yep. If I didn't have an interest in a subject, there was no coincidence yep. that my attitude and application lacked in that particular subject. Yep. That being said, if I find something that I'm passionate about or I can buy into yep. or see the importance of, yep. then very much so yep. I've had a very strong work ethic. Yep. And I don't know whether that's... I wouldn't class myself as talented. Yep. Especially on, um, yep. academically. Yep. Yep. So, you know, average, yep. middle of the road, especially for yep. a grammar school. Okay. So therefore, if I've got a subject that I'm passionate about, yep. I still have to work that little bit right. harder. Okay. So not a not uh, and we, you've you've said that yourself. Not a huge amount of talent, yet have gone on to be the best in the UK at what you do. And I'm I'm happy to say that in terms of a strength and conditioning conditioning perspective, the level of athletes that you've got working here from world champions, Premier League footballers, uh, etc. Being an athlete yourself, you know Britain's strongest man. Um, Yet with no talent, so what, what, sorry, not no talent, I apologise for that, <laughs> with very little talent, um, by his own admission, how on earth did that happen then? Because everyone, sorry, not everyone, a lot of people assume you've got to be the superstar from, from day one, and then you just build on that talent, build on it, build on it. How did that happen for you? You know, we're sat here, hundreds of square metres of some of the hmm. best training facilities in the, in the country, we're, we're talking to someone who's achieved highly, what would you put it down to then if it wasn't talent? The key thing for me personally, I always had a fascination or an interest in the strength sports, whether it was watching Strongman on television. I loved sport at school. Yeah. Whether it was in the recreational setting of a middle school or whether it was the competitive setting of a grammar school or beyond, I've always thrived on that. So I've really enjoyed obviously performing within it. But at the same time, it would occupy my mind outside of it. So it's... A little known fact that when I went to university, I didn't even study a sports science degree. I did ancient history, Latin, and Greek. Wow. And yep. I won't lie to you that you know there's quite a few certainly Latin seminars. Yes, yeah. Where I was designing a dream facility, a dream gym, <laughs> or writing a workout yep. on it. Yep. I had the interest within that. Right, okay. So once I found even a tenuous link or a tiny chance that I could make a career of this, basically I looked to the US. I yep. looked to Joe DeFranco facilities like that, private facilities that were thriving on something that I had an innate passion for, well then it was very easy for me to put all of my, I basically yep. put my entire life into it. Okay. I wouldn't say I put it on hold, because my life progressed, yep. but every aspect of my life, I became very selfish, yep. was focused upon that, whether that was learning from the best, so traveling to the States, etc., around the world, yep. putting that into practice. Yep. So if you've got something that you've got you know, a raw passion for, yeah, a great interest anyway. It's not something that I had to do. Yep. And probably the key thing as well, there were no existing facilities like mine in the UK when I started. So there was no template. It wasn't like I could sit there and say, well, if I go down this line of work, this line of employment, this mm. line of career, yep. it will provide a certain level of income. Yep. It was very much what you make of yep. it. Yep. But that enabled me because I had the passion and the desire to really push with it. Yep. At the same time, I think I also benefited from the fact that the UK was massively underdeveloped in that area and there's been a huge boom within that industry. Oh, okay. yep. So that's helped, not so much in terms of my desire or my success, but it makes the public more receptive to it. Yep. And again, you can only judge your results 
based on what you get with the people that come through the door. Yep. So it's maybe a multitude of factors yep. that's done that. Yep. But again, coming back to the key thing is I've got that interest, I've got that mm. passion, and I've also got that work ethic that I'm willing to put everything into it yep. to become the best that I can be. Yep. So you mentioned talent. I believe it was somebody else, might even be Joe Franco that taught me, it's about being the hardest worker in the room. He will not be the smartest strength coach within his realm, but he would outwork his competition. Yep. Yep. And I can't say if I've outworked my competition, but I certainly had that desire within me. So it was, you know, it wasn't a nine to five job. Yep. You know, once you finish working with clients, the gym's closed, will you continue in your education on an evening yep. or at a weekend? Yep. Basically, whatever it takes. And if you do that, if you've got that sort of, that passion, that drive, that then translates across to your clients. And then it's a win-win scenario because yep. then they've got that sort of attitude yep. or ethos of hard work. Yep. And in the gym, that's what it takes. Yep. There's no real secret. Yep. And if they're achieving results and I've got the passion, thankfully the business progresses. Yep, superb. And I think the, the amount of times the word passion was used there, I think you it, it shines through. But it, it's I'm sure it wasn't all plain smooth sailing, Jack. There's times, I mean, you've really been willing to step out of your comfort zone to, to do what you've done personally and professionally. Um, has there been a few pitfalls on the way and how have you dealt with that? Where, where have you, where's your character really being tested and you know, that sure. adverse, adversity sort of making you stronger sort of approach? It would be a fairly accurate sort of comment to make that I've probably made more mistakes than I have made correct decisions. Right, good, yeah, good. But at the same time, I believe that everybody on earth makes mistakes. Yep. The key thing is, is whether or not you can learn from that mistake and progress. Yep. And I'll probably say that's one of my saving graces right, okay. or a true asset of mine. It's not that I'm you know, infallible and it's not that I don't mis make mistakes. When I do make them, I can sit back and try and basically analyse, well, yep. why did that happen? Yep. And what things can I put into place to make yep. sure or ensure that it doesn't happen again? Yep. Yep. So I've made plenty. It could start from the simplest possible thing, and this is more from a business side. Okay, good. Yep. I mentioned this in a re recent Instagram post where I alluded to it. I started with a facility that was too big. So the warehouse, you're very familiar yeah, with yep, it. Yep. It was too big for my existing client base. It was great to put a gym into it, but the point being my rent was higher because of the size of the facility than a smaller one would have been. Rates, utilities, running yep. costs, all those yep. sort of boring business yeah, side yeah, of yeah, things yeah. you yep. don't think about, yep. but they count. So what you start with is your income is lower than your expenditure. That's like the world's worst business plan. <laughs> so I yep. took a gamble on that. Yep. So that was a potential risk. Thankfully, what I saw was just something that I could grow into. Yep. And it worked out that way. But equally, it could not have. At the same time, when I kitted the facility, I had a very, very small budget. So I had to be extremely judicious in terms mm. of the things that we acquired to begin with. Yep. But I still bought too much equipment. Yep. You know, I bought as much as I possibly could that I wanted, not necessarily what I needed. And that's something that I've learned from, and I'm very sort of circumspect when we acquire new equipment, as opposed to, well, I've got the money, I'll just buy it. Yep. We choose it carefully. So yep. they're like two of the initial mistakes. Yep. But that can just keep going on and on yep. and on. Yep. I mentioned before, there was no template to follow. Yes, there were gyms. Yes, there were leisure centres. We can't even compare, say, an English Institute of Sport. That's yep. private, completely yep. separate. Yep. The economics are different. There was no warehouse gym in the United Kingdom that wanted to train people the way I wanted to train them, but at the same time, have them in the likes of memberships mm. in different ways that we would secure our income. So I made mistakes like that. 
And probably after that, the biggest mistake that I found, my, it was almost like a, a trap that I found myself in. I spent too much time in my business. You probably know this very well. So I was opening up in the morning, 6 a.m. I was closing the gym at 10 p.m. And I was in there throughout the day. Yep. So all my energies were spent in the business, which is pretty awesome for the client yep. Yep. because they get my attention, etc. But then I was spending little to no time on the business. Yep. And then that becomes a real issue. How does the business then grow? And at the same time, you can become blindsided. You focus solely what's in front of you, yep. sets, reps, etc. But I miss the bigger picture. And that's where you've got two things. Yes, you can be the strength coach, but you also have to be the business owner as well. So those are two things. Yep. And I think that's, that's really insightful for a lot of our boys going into the world of work um, and knowing that you are going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You know, there is going to be pitfalls, but your willingness to share that those vulnerabilities as such and having, I presume, some mentors to bounce a few ideas off Absolutely. and people to learn from, um, I think that's really, really important um, for anyone listening to this, that it's not a weakness to share your, your, your failings as such. It's not a weakness to sort of say that you're bulletproof and, and you're 10 foot tall and nothing nothing bad can happen. I think Anybody that is says real... that and they're lying. Yeah. Everybody's fallible in some regard or other. Everybody will make a mistake. Yeah. Yep. If I was to say choose a mentor and there was one that looked the part, spoke the part and everything was perfect that they were doing, to me that would put me off. Yeah. Because there has to be a catch somewhere. I don't know this exactly, but I'm willing to bet even the best minds in business have made many mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So that to me, it's I was never ashamed of the mistakes I've mm, made. Yeah. There's a couple that took me a little bit longer to learn from than I would have right, liked. Okay. Yep. So of course I'm you know annoyed and frustrated yes. about that. Yep. But I can either get hung up on that, yep. or I can simply use that as motivation because yep. I'm pretty sure I'll make a mistake yep. next week. Yeah. But yep. I like to think I've learned faster. And that 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 idea that you know. Tomorrow is the more important day than yesterday and, and, and moving forward. See the bigger continue. picture. Yep. There's yep. somewhere we want to be, so we will continue moving yep. towards that, of yep. course. And this this moves nicely into our next thing I wanted to mention to you. Sort of, Obviously, you've been a, a strength athlete, a highly successful one, and a, a successful business owner. Could you um, give people listening a perspective of how you approach a challenge? So, you, you, know, you want to go and be Britain's strongest man, or you want to go to the world's strongest man, just wanting to do that is, I would assume, not enough because then anyone could just go and do it or growing a business or whatever. Mm. How do you, you know, is it goal setting? Is it is it um, targets? How do you set about, well, that's the big challenge the, or the, the big thing I want to achieve. What comes the steps that come into that to make it a reality? To me, that was actually a very easy part right. to sort of analyse. Yep. So if you use the example of the strongman, yes. and it was the natural strongman side that I yep. competed in, yep. irrelevant. Yep. Yep. Basically, there was a goal. Yep. So whether that was the national championships or a world or whatever it may be, whatever I was trying to achieve, so the first step was Britain's natural strongest man. Well, I would look at the events. I would look at the weights. Basically, look at the standard that was required to even compete there. Mm. Right? Where where did I gauge then? What were my current lifting capabilities compared to what was required in yep. the final? Yep. So then I would look at the gap, and maybe there were some things I was great at, and there was other areas I was lacking. Yep. But it was very simple. On a certain date, I need to be able to move these weights for these reps or whatever it may yep. be. Well, then it would be simple. I've got a date, which is a target in the future, yep. and I've got now. And I would simply break it down. And if memory serves me, I probably had 10 to 12 weeks between getting the events for the British final, the first okay. one, yep. and the final. Yep. 
So that was it. Yeah. I had seven days in a week, had 10, maybe 12 weeks, and I simply divided it down to get me where I needed yeah. to be. That's one side. Yeah. The next thing is, yes, I want to be able to lift the weights when I get there, but that's not really good enough. You know, participation doesn't really interest me. I wanted yeah. to go and win. So therefore, you then look at the competitors. You look at those that are in there. Yeah. And then you look at what they're capable of as well. And that can be a tricky thing because it might just be a journal on a strength forum. Yep. But what they say they're lifting might not necessarily be true. <clears throat> as well as that, if they share videos on YouTube. Well, I don't know many people that share like, their worst. The worst, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Social media share just does not best, work like that, yeah. You know? yep. So that can be a tricky thing. But for me, I knew what I needed to do in terms of the events. I was fairly well versed in my competitors yes. most of the time. Yeah. But to be honest, it doesn't really matter about what they're doing, right? Because I can't control what they lift, yeah. but I can damn sure control what I lift. Yeah. Yeah. And that will then basically give me that drive to yeah. do so. Yeah. So from the sporting standpoint, I actually found it very simple. You have that target, you've got a time frame, you break it down, it's like getting systems. Yeah. What do I do today so that tomorrow's better, so that next week is better? And then you've got factors that come yep. into play, whether that's recovery, nutrition. Yep. But again, it's just a system. It's a target. Business-related, it's similar, but different. Okay. I think, competitively speaking, it's a lot simpler. Very specific targets in terms of weights and reps. Easy to improve those. Training strength trains. Why I love it is why my business is built around strength training doesn't discriminate. Yep. If you put the time and effort in consistently, yep. you will get stronger. Yep. Granted, somebody may get stronger quicker than you, so be it. But you can get stronger. Anybody that strength trains in on this planet right now yep. can improve their strength somehow. So that's great. But within business, effort doesn't necessarily you know, equate to reward. Yep. So if I was to try and impress you by saying, well, I was working 90 hour weeks for the first three years. Yep. But does that really make me the smartest worker in the room? Maybe the hardest. Yep. Possibly the stupidest, yeah. Because maybe I was spending too much time in the business, yeah. Not enough time on it, yep. so my energies were almost being wasted, yeah. So you've got to be a little bit more circumspect with that, and that's probably where experiences come into play with mm. me. When I started, I had this idea, but it wasn't again like it was a template. So we were learning on our feet, yeah. But if you were to ask me now, so I've got a challenge, well, I've got a very specific plan for where I want to take my business. So it, uh, for that. I can now identify the factors that are required to do that, whether that be finance, whether that be public relations, because maybe I want to you know, offer a new service, mm. but if it's that cutting edge, I have to create the demand in the first place. Yep. So there's other factors that come into play. Now I'm in a position how I found myself competitively. Now I know what I want to get, and I also know how to manipulate the factors that will potentially dictate a positive result. Yeah. And what's really interesting there, I think, I hope nobody's listening to this now thinking that's advice around strength training. I think that it, that will relate to, I've got an exam coming up in six months' time. I've got to break it down. I've got to learn X amount of content. It, what I like there is that it, it's not an emotive response from you that it's, I've got to run around doing this and think about that. It's sit Relax. down calmly, you know, work out the facts and analyze it and then, then do it. You get a that. system in place. It's very easy to get a system in place when you know where you want to be. Yeah. That works equally whether it's on the sporting field, but especially so in business. Yeah. My business is far more successful, a far easier venture because I have systems in place yeah. now. Yeah. But you, like you say, it doesn't have to work on the sporting field. Mm. It could very well be an exam. Yeah, yeah. It could be anything. Anything, yeah, anything. Yeah? Um, 
yeah, fantastic. I think we do. We will probably will touch on the sports side of it. A lot mm. of people listening will be um, inclined, whether it's competitive sports, elite sportsmen, or social sport in our school. But can you talk me through, you know, some of your big events you've done, your mindset on the day, you know, just before you go out. What's are you visual? Are you using some visualization? Is it motivational techniques? What is it like for you walking out onto a world stage, um, ready to compete? The work's been done. Where's your mind taking you at that point? It's probably the most pleasurable experience. Okay. In terms of my training career. Yeah. You know, not so much the training. That's where the hard work and the pain <laughs> yeah, can yeah, get put yeah. into it. But actually, the competition itself. Yeah. I thrive in that environment. It could quite possibly be that that was the sole reason I was putting myself through it in the first place. Yeah was to stand a chance to be able to be in that particular environment mm. at that time. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Others feel the pressure a little bit more. Yeah. But for me, again, it came back to the systems. I could go to that competition. We'll use the world stage as an example. Yep. Yep. Please On do. the world natural scene, it was run by Hungarians. So not all the email communications were in the best English. Yep. But you could fully expect your flight to change at the last minute. Instead of getting there the day before, you could get there the morning of the competition. So that could throw things yep, up. Yep. Your bag could get lost in transit. Yep. It's happened to quite a few competitors. But also they were quite notorious for changing the events at the athletes meeting an hour before it even started. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And it's possible that the Hungarian competitors maybe knew that in right, advance. Okay. Yep. You the first world final that I went to, that threw me. Mm. We had the athletes meeting, the events were increasing by fifty or hundred kilos on the carries. You know, they threw those things at me and it did phase me a little bit. Yeah. I recognise that in hindsight. Yeah. But after that, I'm not in control of that. Yeah. In a competitive environment, I don't concern myself with the things that I can't yeah. control. What yeah. can I control? How well did I prepare in yeah. between Brilliant. events? Yeah. Brilliant. How well did I factor my recovery, yeah. my nutrition, basically my entire lifestyle? Yeah. Not just how hard I lifted into the gym. What was my discipline like outside? So if I've put all of those things into play, mm. if I've put the blood, the sweat, there's no tears, yeah. but you get where yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, with that. Absolutely. To me, it was liberating because now I get the chance to show off the fruits of my hard work. Yeah. And I'm fine. If I came up short on an event or two, that's fine. Yeah. Because that was the best that I could do on that day. Yeah. But if I did came, come up short, well, then I need to look at why I was struggling on the event and I need to go back and fix it. Yep. But in terms of the world stage, I loved it. Yep. And I think a lot of that solace, a lot of that composure came from the preparation yep. that went into yep. it. But at the same time, I genuinely wanted to be there. It wasn't a sort of scenario I found by accident or by chance. Yep. I'd f especially in strongman, because it's more of a niche sport. Mm -hmm. It's probably a little bit more obscure. Yep. So to actually get to a world natural final, a world final, there's quite a few hoops to jump through. You've almost yep. got to chase out the competitions. Yep. You've got to make it happen. Yeah. So if you're going there, especially for me, mm. it was so much fun. Right. Great. I loved it. Yeah. Thrived it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pleased that that word fun came out um, because a lot of people can, you know, they've got right to the final hurdle and frozen, or mm. they've, they've they've wanted out of it. And and I think your your ability to and it's obviously a part of your character just remain calm, you know, remain focused and and also have the confidence i think that the hard work's been done so you can go and enjoy something if the if the preparation's been there's a lot of confidence properly. comes from the work that you put in yeah 
if I look back at my academics, I can tell you the exams that I went into less confident than the others. <laughs> yeah, I think There's we a all common can, denominator. Yeah, I think we all can, yeah. The ones I felt more confident, I probably yeah. put more of the better work in. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of the competition side of things, you've got that preparation coming into it. Yeah. But at the same time, it, to me, it's just a chance to show off. Yeah. This is my, it's my comfort zone. Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. So now I want, obviously I want to beat everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I do or not, you know, yeah. but I'm not in control of what they can do. Yeah. So it was easy for me to take a step back. Maybe yeah. it's different for others. Yeah. But for me, I took a lot of confidence, a lot of comfort from the fact that I was well prepared. Yeah. But I actually enjoyed the competition yeah. itself. Yeah. So I think that helps. Yeah. And the, and the pursuit thereof. Brilliant. Um, and, and I think... Jack, we've, we've spoken about your sort of adaptability, your, your readiness to change and analyse things. Um, there'll be a lot of boys listening who, are, who haven't got, obviously, you know, 20, 30 years experience, life experience like mm. maybe we have. What advice would you give them? Or you can even turn this back and say you know, yourself, what do you wish you'd known as a 14, 15-year-old that you know now? Any wisdom you, you would impart to, to, a, to a teenager now? Okay. Probably the key thing, and this is probably became more apparent when I went to a grammar school, it felt like, so I'm not accusing them, but it felt like to me, from the time I came through that door at 14, yep. there was two occupations. You're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, okay. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So that was it. So you would pursue those goals. Mm-hmm. I did not have a passion for either. Yep. Much to my mother's dismay, she had <laughs> dreams of me becoming yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, she had me do work experience at a law firm. Brilliant. But my passions, my interests didn't lie there. So I struggled. It was basically my A levels were chosen from the performance at my GCSE, not with any future career okay. in mind. Yeah. From my A levels came the university choice. I'll freely tell you now, I looked around at different courses and I wanted to get into the gym business. Yeah. But there is no, you know, gym management Absolutely, at yeah. the time. Yeah. So there was sports science. Yeah. But my A-levels, I didn't do science in the A-level oh, okay. because I was predicted better grades than other subjects. Yeah. So I went with those. So that precluded me from that. That's not to say I would have chosen that course. Yeah. Yeah. But even then when it came to university, well, it was simple. I looked at the points that I got from A-level and I went that way. So you could say it was the safe bet, the unambitious one. Yep. Yeah. I'll admit I was lost. I was lost at the A-level. I was lost when I was in my degree. Yes, I had an interest in ancient history, yep. for sure, but certainly not based around a career. Yep. So if I could look back, if I could offer some advice, whether that was to myself or even the advice we were offered as people, yep. was that there are many careers out there and it doesn't necessarily have to be shoehorned into a specific, you know, lawyer, doctor. Yep. It's probably a broad generalisation. Yes, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's really relevant what you're saying. Yeah. Well, you've touched on the, the <coughs> work ethic, the drive and things mm. like those. That can get you somewhere. You can become, you can achieve in pretty much any endeavor that you put your heart and mind to. Yeah. If you know, if you have that confidence, if that's instilled in you early on, that you know the results can be there. Yeah. So I know it's a little bit of a vague answer, but if I was to look back, I think frustration is too much of a harsh word. But I'll admit, despite the fact that I was doing reasonably well academically, yeah. It was grades for the sake of grades. It wasn't yep. leading anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And I found that that direction wasn't there. Yeah. On the academic side, on the sporting side, I would give myself the advice. I don't believe I took the opportunities that were available to okay. me, especially yep. at the grammar school. Yep. I was pretty damn good at rugby to begin with. Yep. But I didn't take the opportunities that were presented to me, whether it was from the coaches, right, okay. whether it was from the extracurricular activities. 
I feel that I could have certainly become a much better player yeah. and potentially went on to a higher level. Yeah. That's not a criticism of those around me. That's a criticism of myself. I didn't take those opportunities. Remember early on in this discussion, I mentioned that whatever your interest lay, sport and academically, yes. the yep. school would push you for. Yep. I don't feel like I took those opportunities. Right, okay. yep. And I think that also acted as a driving force for me getting into strongman. You know, I realized I had an opportunity to get good at yeah. it, but then I recognized I had to put that work yeah. in, the extra. Yeah. I don't think I did that at school. Yeah. yeah. So those things possibly is what I would tell myself. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely stellar advice from someone who's, you know, forging the fire, being in the trenches and, and, and probably a little bit ahead of a lot of our boys who are sort of student athletes looking to sure. go into business, you know, a, a, a passion for X amount of sports or whatever, and then probably feeling a lot the same way. Um We'll, we'll probably finish with this question, I think, um, Jack, and you can take this any way you want. And it's a question we ask a lot of people. What, in your opinion, what makes a good man? What, a good man? A good man. Okay. Well, this is what I would like to be. Yep. Okay. Qualities that I admire in others that maybe I hope one day I'll possess too. Yep. Honesty. Integrity. Yep. And professionalism. So those are three things. Honest. First and foremost, you need to be honest with yourself. Yeah. I think it's very important to be honest with others. Yeah. I have a big distrust for people that I find disingenuous. Yeah. I have a big dislike. Black's black for me and white's white. Yep. There's no grey. And I put a whole lot of stock in people that can treat me like that. Yeah. So that's something that I would expect from yep. myself. Yep. To be honest, I think that's going to carry you very well 100%. in life. Yep. Across any, you know... Any endeavour. Any, any Many any good year. things that have happened to me. <clears throat> I certainly feel like I've certainly supported that by the fact that I've been honest. Yep. So that's certainly yep. important. Yep. From the professionalism standpoint, we use this in our business, but I think it's important in life as well. Professionally speaking, it's very easy to become the, uh, you know, the typecast of a gym instructor. There's many ways you can be unprofessional in yep. this business. Likewise, you could be equally as unprofessional in any other business. Yep. We have a duty to our clients to be as professional as we can, as implicitly yep. professional. Yep. I think that says a lot about your own character. Yep. Now, granted, if I can be as professional as possible in my business, that's going to translate into my personal life as Absolutely, well. Yep. Or whoever I meet across, yep. you know, around the world. Yep. So those things are key, you yep. know, key for me. Yep. And, and, and showing that you care as well. Um, Jack, that's been a really, one, very insightful, but I think your willingness to share a bit of a story and, and where mm -hmm. you've been and where you're headed is really, really valuable for us. Westlake Boys High School is 12,000 miles away from you. Yeah. You've never set foot in there, but you've had an impact. And I think we, we're probably happy to um, to call you a bit of an honorary uh, Westlake. And certainly when this goes out, I think people will be able to see a lot of... Uh, similarities a lot of traits um between what we want to do at our school and mm. what you're doing in your business and, and and your your athletic endeavors as well so i suppose the last thing to say is a is a massive thank you you've taken time out of a busy day and we really really appreciate it and i know for a fact a lot of people are going to take a lot from listening to this and they'll, they'll really enjoy it so thank you very much thank you and we wish you well it's in what you want pleasure, to do thank man. you yeah. awesome thank you very much